And good morning, everybody. It's Giovanni McGuire back for another edition of the By Joe Show. This one being Saturday, October 14th, 2023. And if you caught the last show, you probably had an inkling that I was going to get into the so-called Israel-Hamas war. Um, and the unpopular opinion that I have, and that many people have, in some ways, um, I don't really know if it's unpopular, but it's certainly, um, you know, people question um, several elements of this opinion, which would be, you know, as soon as you uh, have an opinion that has any um, sympathy or empathy for the plight of the Palestinian people, you're pretty assuredly going to run up against a sizable part of the population um, we're going to come at you with the anti-Semite stuff. Um, but, you know, what can you do? In some ways it makes sense. Um, you know, those, those wounds are still relatively fresh, and uh, you can understand why people have such strong reactions. But, uh, particularly given the, um, the brutality of the attack that Hamas um, perpetrated on Israelis, but other people too. Um, and uh, it was kind of indiscriminate in a sense, because they weren't uh, really targeting, um, they were targeting in a general way, but they were, it was a very broad brush, unfortunately. And uh, of course, nobody's going to condone that kind of behavior. It is brutal and disgusting, you know, to be, uh, you know, decapitating children and innocent people and people who have nothing to do with this conflict, really. And that includes Israeli citizens, because half the Israeli citizens don't want any of this mess either. You know, when I think about this thing as an outsider, now I have to disclaim that a little bit because I've married into two Jewish families and my daughter is a quarter Jewish. Um, so if I were going to have any bias based on, I guess, my allegiance in personal ways, one would think that I'd be pro-Israeli and I wouldn't say that I'm not pro-Israeli or Jewish. Um, it's just that I don't seem to always, you know, whenever something like this happens, I never seem to want to take the side of the, let's say, conservative Israeli government position. Um, because I do believe that the Israeli government, which is a minority of the people who are there, um, is acting improperly and has acted improperly for many, many years, you know, starting in 1947. Now, the whole thing you could say was very misguided and leave it up to British to fuck everything up in the Middle East. Um, but of course, after World War II and the Holocaust, it was only reasonable to try and find a place where Jews could live and live in peace, live in harmony, hopefully with the neighbors. Um, but of course that didn't happen. You know, um, of course the Germans and all their allies, uh, you know, decided that they were going to systematically try to eliminate the Jewish race and they didn't succeed. And that's wonderful because, um, that, was disgusting. 
and genocidal, as everybody knows. And uh, we, we did have to come, we, when I say we, I guess I'm talking from a molester perspective. There, there had to be some kind of, you know, uh, solution to this, to this problem. And um, historically, it's been a nuisance for centuries. But um, that was a culminating, culminating point, right? Um, trying to eliminate a whole race of people. Um, by definition, disgusting and horrible. Um, so <clears throat> there was, of course, this great need to find a place where Jewish people could live. Um, and uh, I thought it probably would have made more sense to, you know, um, take part of Germany, right? Because Germany was the place that was out there. They were the people who were trying, they were the bad guys, right? So why not find a place in Germany? Um, and people would say, well, no, that way, that's where they were. That's why they get targeted. But, you know, in a sense, things had changed. And uh, it probably would have made sense to turn over most of the state of Germany, or a very large portion of it, maybe like a third, um, to the Jewish people. And uh, the German people, even if they weren't complicit, because I also have people who are German in my family that I'm married into, and uh, the Jewish people—I mean, the German people—deserve to be to, to be knocked a little bit, right? After that, I mean, my God, um, if the, if people can't see that, I don't know, but you probably would have had trouble, right? Because the German people would have said, "Hey, we didn't—you know, lots of us didn't have anything to do with this. So let's. Uh, why should we all be suffered? Well, someone's got to suffer, so that would have been more reasonable. But no, we decided that. There's going to be, and by the way, full disclosure, I'm a UK citizen as well, as a United States citizen and an Italian citizen. But anyway, um, the, uh, the, the British uh, mandate thing was, was a terrible, terrible idea. It sort of made some sense because the ancestral home, the Jewish people, of course, was in Palestine, right? So, all right, let's go to Palestine and create this this the state the british were wasn't were in control of that area and so i guess they had the the power and the might to do it but unfortunately as everybody knows in 19 i think 47 um they decided in this two state uh solution which is still we're trying to get there but still haven't um we uh <clears throat> are in a position where uh of people settled in Palestine, and at that time, Palestine was largely Palestinian, right? It was um, what we consider modern Palestinian people, right? So, um, and then there was a war uh, quickly after these, this two-state solution was, was supposed to be implemented, and right off the bat, 700,000 Palestinian people were, were uh, evicted, from the area, you know, in violation of the agreement that was supposed to be put into place. So there, you, that's the biggest problem. Um, getting into the history before World War II, I guess you could do that, but in my opinion, um, I mean, you could bring up all sorts of old beefs, but, you know, for me, it's starting in 19, you know, the World War II Holocaust, let's say 1939, up until 1947, right? Um, so, you know, right there you have a profoundly 
terrible problem when you displace that almost a million people from their homeland where they had been for probably centuries. You know, it's, it's just what do you think is going to happen? Um, but anyway, it, 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 they went along and Israel, uh, state of Israel started flexing their muscle with the, you know, with the backing of the, you know, basically the inter international community as they, as they do today. That's still in place. Um, and uh, I guess good enough wasn't good enough. And uh, because they had suffered so terribly um, after the war, um, uh, you know, it kind of made sense that they had their backs up against the wall. They, had, they were surrounded by enemies in a way. Um, or at least, you know, enemies that they made, certainly, um, very quickly after they settled in. Uh, but they, they went a little too far. And they flexed their muscle and they started taking all sorts of territory that was never meant to be theirs. And uh, that's pretty much, you know, with some, you know, there have been war in 1960, you know, the whole wars between Egypt and Jordan, you know, all these countries. It was just a, a lot of shifting around. None of it really amounted to anything. So, you know, so sometimes, uh, you know, the, the uh, one side, you know, really pushed and then uh, the other side pushed and I just kind of go back and forth. And uh, then you fast forward to, to, to today. And in the meantime, there have been a couple in, in, intifadas. And, you know, this is just, a, this is just a, the, the third one in a way. Um, it's just beginning. But... Uh, you know, I think if you look at this thing pretty soberly, and if you don't have much stake in it personally, um, then um, it would be hard not to not to um, feel, you know, bad and supportive of the Palestinian people because they were victims of, uh, you know, of of uh, another uh, group of people coming in displacing them, and then they've been second-class citizens ever since. And even after Arafat and the PLO and, you know, the, the Accords and all these other things, Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, we still have, you know, what essentially looks like an apartheid state. And people are going to get offended when you say apartheid state, but I don't see how you see it as anything other than an apartheid state. It is very similar to, let's say, South Africa, right, at one time. It's very similar to many situations, right? Where there's, 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 uh, you know, in America, for instance, you know, we have the, uh, the uh, descendants of Europeans who are first-class citizens, and we have, you know, African people of African descent who are definitely, um, you know, not not just second-class citizens, but or third-class, but just slaves, right? And then you have the uh, Native American population who was, uh, there was a genocide there, right? There, there were two genocides here in America. I mean, honestly, those were genocides. I don't think anybody, you know, with a historical uh, bent of mind would, would deny that those were genocides, you know? Um, and, and they were apartheid states, you know? The Jim Crow South, that was an apartheid state. There's no question. Even to this day, you could maybe argue that we still live in an apartheid state, right? That maybe it's not as bad as it was then, but it's it's not really that much better. There's still discrepancies in all sorts of things, right? So, um, well, anyway. So, getting back to the uh, 
Israeli, so-called Israeli-Hamas war. That, that's another thing I, I'm kind of trying to think about is how the, the media plays in to this whole scenario. Because, you know, um, on one hand you have Israel, which makes sense, but the Hamas, Hamas is just one part of the Palestinian state. The Palestinian state has been recognized by quite a few countries, I think 132 altogether. Um, they, they have standing in the international community. The United States might not, you know, you know kind of approve in a way, the way they approve of, of, the, of Israel. But, um, you know, they, they are considered a, a sovereign state. And you, ha you have almost uh, complete control of those sovereign states by an outside foreign power. Now, if that were to happen to America, right? Well, it has happened to America in a way. Well, there was the War of 1812, right? When America was already established as, a, uh, as an independent country from the UK, right? And uh, they didn't like that, so they came back for one last try to kind of, you know, take care of us and take back the, the country, and they weren't successful. But just imagine if some country came, you know, some power came over here and wanted to dictate how our country should be, and that, you know, and, and of course we have a lot of paranoia that the Chinese are going to take over. You know, back in the, you know, I forgot what decade it was, but the Japanese were, you know, because of their economic power, there was already fear-mongering among the, the Americans and sort of a racism going on, you know. Uh-oh, how can we have those people even, you know, control even a part of our economy, right? That was enough of a threat to, to bring out all the racists and all the, you know, reactionary people. But um, anyway, getting back to the... Uh, you know the the uh, situation there. You you know I don't think if 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 that happened here in America, right, which is what is happening in the Palestinian states, right, nobody would tolerate that. Nobody, and there'd be no call for you know patience and the rest of it. In fact, there would be people patriots, you know, of course, <laughs> patriots in the Palestine uh, state are automatically labeled terrorists. Right. Whereas if we were to fight and defend ourselves as Americans against some foreign power, we would all be called patriots, right? Well, it's all in the eye of the beholder, and it's all in the in the writers of history and the people who are in power. And I think decades from now, people will understand how far off we were um, in the in this case. And uh, you know, so here we go. We have uh, you know an attack from Hamas, basically against uh, a kind of an indiscriminate attack against the, you know, I wouldn't say Israeli people necessarily, but I would say Israel as a, as a, as a state. And the way they attacked was very indiscriminate and very brutal. But what I would say to these people is, if you're going to be a patriot, right, then you should act like a patriot. And you should not get innocent people involved. You know, you should not be decapitating babies. You should not be you know, killing people indiscriminately. There are people over there. I know somebody, you know, who's only so many degrees of separation, who's an American Jew, who's over there doing a lot of good work, helping Palestinians, right, uh, get medical care, cancer mostly. Um, she had been uh, involved in uh, kind of trying to broker the peace between between the two parties for a very long time, but she gave up because 
after so many decades. It's been 75 or so years now, right? If Israel, if Israel, if the government of Israel was going to do anything and take serious, you know, because they have the overwhelming power, it's not going to happen without their stamp of approval. If they haven't been able to figure out a way of the two parties living in peace in 75 years, I, I tend to doubt it's going to happen anytime soon. But if it's going to happen, it's it's got to be with the with the cooperation of the Israeli people. And the Israeli government has to be a reflection of the of the Israeli people. And that includes the conservative side. Right? But most people in Israel want to be living in peace with their neighbors. And they don't even have any beef with these with, with any of the of the Palestinian uh, people. Some of some of the Palestinians, of course, are Israeli citizens, right? So um you know, and, and in many ways, they're just fellow citizens. They, they probably don't even see them, I mean, as, as, as different from them. You know, when I go around America, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm a mixture of, of, of ancestry. And uh, part of me is Italian. But, you know, I don't consider a Jewish American any less American than an Italian American or, or, a, or a, an, an English American or Irish American or African American or... I mean, right? I mean, I think that's how most people feel in America, at least the people of America. But getting back to this person who's there, you know, she's there trying to help people, Palestinian people, and they took her hostage, and, uh, you know, she may very well die. I guess when you're going into a situation like that, if you're, and I, I, I mean, a duke or in a good way, because this person puts their money where their mouth is, it's not just talk. You know, they are there on the ground. You know, she decided that, you know, if I can't, seem to, you know, affect anything politically. I'm going to just do things that make meaningful differences in people's lives. And that, that's very courageous. But I think if you do that, you better go in there knowing that you might die or you might end up, you know, severely compromised, even if you're a good guy, right? Even if you're there trying to do good. But honestly, the Hamas, you know, they, you know, beyond the obvious... Um, horror of what they did um you know yeah you know if i were to say to them hey you know we feel for you we understand right that you're trying to leverage power in the name of the palestinian people presumably um why don't you do it in a more intelligent way right if you're going to kill people kill the people who are responsible for What's happening, right? You don't kill innocent people who are actually even allies of yours, right? Some of them, right? You go after. I'm not. I'm not talking about assassinating people, but if you're going to do it, you know, in this whole idea of being a terrorist, of course, it's it's also in the eye of the beholder. But if you're going to do it, you know, go after the people who you, who who are really causing the problems, right? I mean. In my opinion, Netanyahu is a terrible prime minister because he's only a prime minister for some of the people. And he's very much like a Trump kind of figure. He, he's taking advantage of people's prejudices and weaknesses and desire for revenge and everything else. And, you know, now he has an excuse. That's the other problem with the Hamas approach. As they did this thing, and now, you know, it's, it's the green light, Right. What you want to do is is try to have some kind of, um, you know, you want the international community to be on your side, even if you think, you know, it's compromised, which I do think it is. I think I, I think it's full of fascists and 
people who don't really have the most people's interests at hand. They're only working for the, you know, the one percenters of the world, right? The oligarchs and the, those types, right? They want to take everything away from us, and, but they want us to still believe that they're you know, righteous people. And that's just simply not the case. And so now you got Netanyahu, who is really, you know, off his rocker, um, who is going down the uh, going down the Ariel Sharon pathway, right? The Ariel Sharon, you know, war criminal. And I, I don't say that lightly because I think there's an awful lot of evidence to back up the fact that he was a war criminal, right? What we need is the Israeli, the, the liberal side of the Israeli government, right, to, to, to flex its muscle and take control. That's the only way it's going to happen. What happened in South Africa? Well, it wasn't the liberal side, right? But they were forced to change, and they, they were sort of courageous. The de Klerks and all those, even though they were horrible people, responsible for lots of horrible things, in the end, they did change, right? And they were part of the process of turning the country around, you know, not the main thrust of it, but without their cooperation, right? And these were guys who are very far on the right. So you would think that if we could get some coalition in Israel that was more on the, on the left side of politics or the liberal side of politics, it could be much more likely to broker a deal. But now we've got complete chaos because Hamas has, has lit the fire Right, and in some ways, they've done themselves and the and the Palestinian people a grave disservice because now, because of the particular dynamic that is that is going on right now, that has been going on for so many decades, um, Israel is going to go in and literally obliterate um, that part of the Palestinian population in the Gaza Strip. Right, so you have two million people in that in that area. And they're already starting to violate the Geneva Convention, right? And, um, you know, already they've killed more children than Hamas could have ever killed in their, in their wildest dreams, right? Um, I think there's upwards of 200 or 300 children who have already died in, in Palestine. So, you know, you might say that Hamas are horrible, but at least they go do it hand-to-hand combat. I mean, honestly, I mean, that might sound a little crazy and a little but at least they have to go and do something that's to- and totally against. You might say it's not against nature because you you want to you want to pretend that these people are just one hundred percent evil. Well, they're not. There's a part of them that that probably was a very difficult thing to do. But they feel desperate. They feel suicidal. They don't care what you think about them. They don't care what they do. They don't care if they even live, right? Because they surely knew they were all going to die in this attack, or they're very sh- shortly going to die, right? Or they're going to be tortured, or they're going to be. It's going to be another repeat of what happened in two thousand one in America, right? Someone, someone comes, you know, gives us a good knock, right, on nine eleven, and then we go ape shit over it and start destroying whole nations in the name of rebuilding and democracy. And you know how that went, right? Utter failure. And you've got, you know, George W. Bush out there you know, kind of repeating the same war cry that he did back then, more than anything to just to rehabilitate his, his, his own, you know, he's trying to rewrite history. But this, this man is a world criminal too, right? We have war criminals in the United States too, right? We have Henry Kissinger. We have 
George W. Bush. I mean, there are quite a few. And we have extrajudicial killings of people, too, of women and children in Afghanistan, right? Many, many instances, right? Hundreds of thousands of people who were killed or maimed or otherwise, right? But because you do it from a bunker somewhere in North Dakota with a joystick and it seems like a video game to you and you're very young people playing a game of life and death, right? Somehow that's acceptable. But, you know, does it really matter the method with which you kill? You know, certainly when you're bombing people, you're decapitating people, right? So, I mean, if you don't want to see that, that's 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 up to you, but that's your own bias. So, you know, some some of the very same war atrocities have been perpetrated by the so-called good guys. Right. So, in short, what I think we have to do is try to be empathetic with the Palestinian people, even though a, a faction of their governmental structure has, you know, and there's a whole story behind why Hamas got into power. Well, Hamas got into power because the party before that was very corrupt, right? And so they voted those people out of, out of power and put Hamas in their place. Well, you know, this is what you get. You know, you got, you got to be a little worried. It's, it's kind of like the Soviet Union, right? It's like everything sounds good. Let's have a revolution. Let's get, of the, get rid of the czar. But then, you know, you realize, uh-oh, these people are reactionary. They're going to be just as crazy on the other side of the spectrum and go on killing rampages and all the rest of it, right? And that's why the South African thing was so instructive and the Irish situation was so instructive because those are things that have been relatively successful and being ironed out because there was truth and reconciliation, right? That is the key to this whole thing. It's not about politics and board games and war games and who's got the mightiest weapons and who, you know, you know, and Afghanistan is a perfect example of this. You can have the most sophisticated weapon systems in the world and the largest armies multiple times, right? And the Afghanis people will still come out on top, right? And the Vietnamese people will still come out on top. So, I mean, it's interesting how we are supposed to be paying attention to history, but when when you're in the heat of the moment, the history all goes out the window, right? We don't take it seriously. We don't, it's not like we, we, we invest with that knowledge in our back pocket, and we should, right? But what's going to happen now is really scary because you have the Israeli government saying, hey, people in Gaza, whether you are part of this, and there's a very small minority of people who are part of the Hamas operation, right? Most of those people are dead now because it was a suicide mission, right? They were killed, so now you're going to, you know, just like in the 9-11 thing, you know, all those people, three, I knew some people in that building, um, 3,000 people died. So now we're going to go over there, right? And the people in the planes died too, the, the, the suicide hijackers, right? They're all dead. And you could say there could be a good argument for, you know, trying to get Obama, I mean, Obama, uh, Osama bin Laden and, uh, and, and go after him. I mean, that kind of makes sense, sure. But to go whole hog in, in, a, in a complete outright war against that whole, you know, there is a very racist element to this whole thing. Because, of course, this is not going to happen. And so it doesn't, we don't go anytime China does something wrong or Russia does something wrong, right, with the Ukraine's, Ukrainian situation. We don't go and, and attack them because we can't, because it would be World War Three, right? 
but because of the special circumstances in the in the in the nine eleven thing, we could go and and bomb Afghanistan and uh, Iraq with impunity, right? Without anybody being able to say anything, do anything, you know, even though it was morally and ethically unjust, um, you know, and even now, all those people are still in positions of power. They're still in positions of influence, you know. We got to think this as as a world. It's not. It's not. We're, you know, we're we're all little people in the nations. We got to get rid of this idea. We got to. We all the good people of the world have to get together, which is the majority, I think. Um, it's just the people who have taken advantage of the good-natured people and who have put themselves in power and corrupted themselves, you know, and want to have all the spoils and riches of those positions. You know, government is very little about governing now, right? None of it has to do with actual governance. Nothing gets done. Everything is stalemate. Right? It's about amassing power and amassing influence and, and resources. That's why you get into government. It was after 9-11. Remember, the richest counties in the country were in New York City and in San Francisco, where the finance industry was and where the, you know, the computer Silicon Valley kind of thing was. Right, in some other places, but those were basically the richest places in the uh, in the country. And soon after, there was a shift. Right, all of a sudden, all the little counties around Washington D.C. were getting fabulously wealthy. All of a sudden, why? Because of the military contracting. All right, so war is very profitable for for a lot of people. It's not the same kind of profitability that we had during World War II, right, where there was a good reason to to try, try and stop the Nazis and. Stop the Holocaust and the rest of it, right? But this is a whole different kind of thing where, uh, you know, the general populace, I think, really uh, doesn't understand how they're being manipulated into supporting this kind of stuff. But, you know, there's something like 70% of this country doesn't support anything the United States government does, or a very, very, very few of what, very few of the things that we, we do. But the same is probably true in Israel. And um, that's what happens. That's what happens when things are corrupt, right? So I don't believe that the Israeli government is legitimate. I mean, they are legitimate in the sense that, you know, they played by the rules and got elected and all that, but I don't think they re represent the Israeli people, you know, I don't, I don't think they, 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 they represent the Israeli people as a whole about as much as our government represents the American people as a whole, because it's gotten to the point where Americans, even when they have a 70% you know, positive view of something, it, it doesn't get done, right? No matter what subject it is, you know, because if it doesn't make money for the people at the top, it's not going to be passed, even though 70, you see the government, you know, is supposed to be of the people, for the people, by the people, all that kind of stuff. Well, that's a myth right now, right? That, but that might've been how it was up until maybe, you know, Reagan time, right? But starting then is when it got very corrupted and we don't have a democracy anymore. You know, we have an we have a we have an oligarchy basically, and uh, the power differential, the wealth distribution is so out of whack that this, this cannot be maintained much longer. And I really believe we're in the 1950s, and things are going to hit the fan pretty soon, and we're going to have some change very soon. But we'll we'll see. But back to the uh, you know back to the Israel so-called Israel-Hamas war, right? Now you got Netanyahu and the Israeli government saying, okay, you people in Gaza, you better get out of there because we're about to attack, right? 
saying you got 24 hours. There are 2 million people in Gaza, right? They said, you better, you better go to the south. And, well, I, I think he was kind of referring to the, Gaza, the city. You know, you, you better go south and, you know, and, and get out of there because we're going to come in and take out Hamas. Well, I don't know about you, but, you know, Hamas was elected by the people. And if you're going in there to obliterate Hamas, um, you're obliterating the representative of the people, um, the government representative. So that's that's kind of an attack on the people in a way. Um, you know, the people didn't necessarily have control over what Hamas did in the moment, but they did elect them um, into into position of power. So if you're number one, if you're going to go in and wipe out Hamas, that's kind of wiping out your representation, right? So that's that's the first step in wiping out the people. But when you say, okay, you know, two million of you have to have to get out of the area, where are they going to go? There's nowhere for them to go, right? And there's no way they're going to be able to do it in 24 hours. So it's really a it's really a completely false argument, right? That that, that they're trying to sell to people, which is ridiculous. There's no way they can get out of there. Right, which which begs the question: Is are they, you know, they're just saying it, right, so that they have an excuse after they start killing people and say, "Well, we told them to go, and they didn't go." And then the second, of course, twisted logic behind this whole thing is that they, you know, the Israeli government by by definition wants the the people in the Gaza Strip to go away, right? <laughs> That's the whole point, right? So when you tell a Palestinian in Gaza to go. You know, this is what they've been resisting their entire lives and gen every generation before them, right? So, I mean, it's kind of a nonsensical thing to say. So what I think is going to happen is Israel's going to do what we did to, to Afghanistan, right? Where they're going to go in there and completely wipe out people indiscriminately, just like Hamas did, right? They're, they're absolutely, even on a larger scale, you know, and if that's if they call what Hamas did is terrorism, I would say that the Israeli government is going to be guilty of 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 war crimes and is going to be guilty. They're already using phosphorus bombs, which are banned. Um, but uh, they they are going to you know it's going to be all out. Um, you know, and all the rules of judicial restraint are going to be wiped off, and there's going to be special. You know, they're going to have their version of the Patriot Act. They're going to have all sorts of things where now it's perfectly legal to take people, torture them, render them, as they used to call it in the old days, and do all sorts of extrajudicial things in order to, to get to where they want to get to. And um, they, there's nothing stopping them at this point because immediately what happens as soon as Israel's in a bind, you know, the United States and the European allies and everybody... You know, the first thing they do is go over to Israel and say, we got your back, and we're going to give you more weapons, we're going to give you more power, we're going to give you, you know, so that you can defend yourselves. So well, what about the Palestinian people? Whatever happened to the Palestinian people in all of this? You know, there used to be some amount of at least, uh, you know, um, just uh, pretending to care for the Palestinian people, but the Palestinian people have been abused for decades and decades 70 years, what do you expect them to do? They don't have any other options. That's why they're desperate. That's why they're doing these things that are suicidal, that are homicidal, that are extreme. Because, you know, if, if, if they can't get through to you 
for the past 70 years, they need to do something drastic to get your attention, right? And I'm not saying all Palestinian people, of course, were approved of this thing or even knew it was going to happen. Um, but you're going to have, you know, the Israeli army is going to have, they've already had incursions into the Palestinian territories for, for decades. And they've been, they put in settlements. Can you imagine, right? If the Chinese came over here and said, we're going to take over this part of, you know, uh, Pennsylvania, we're going to settle here, whether you like it or not. We don't care what the laws are, or we're going to change the laws. We're going to try to change the laws. Right? I mean, this is insanity. Nobody in the United States would tolerate that, right? But somehow that's okay over there. It's okay. Because honestly, the only reason you can think that is okay is because you think the Israeli people are, are at a certain level and they're kind of like us and they're considered first class or you know maybe not even first class citizens because I think half of this support of Israel is really based on on hatred towards Jewish people, actually. Um, you know, they're trying to absorb them. It's like what the evangelicals are doing. The evangelicals are suddenly, you know, all for the Jews, even though the Jews, you know, supposedly um, crucified, you know, the Christian Savior, right? But um, you're, we're trying to usurp that power. We're trying, we're trying to, you know, trying to take them into the fold, right? Trying to make our enemies our friends, right? By, by making, you know, those people who were previously enemies our allies once we identify another group that we're all opposed to, right? So you have the entire Arab world there, you know, I don't know what the terminology is exactly, but, you know, if, if you have anything to do with Islam, you know, if you're an Islamic state or, 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 or your, your state religion is Islamic, or any of those people, you know, from northern Africa to the eastern Mediterranean to, um, you know, Iran, Iraq, Jordan, Egypt, uh, you know, further, further out east, um, as far as Pakistan and Afghanistan, um, uh, you know, those people are, by definition, second-class second, second class citizens and, and demonized. They've already been de demonized by the 9-11, the 20 years of war that occurred there. So they're considered, you know, enemies, even though we were supposed to be helping them, right? Again, another kind of paternalistic, colonialistic attitude, right? We're going to help you get democracy. Who said they want democracy in the first place? They never said they wanted democracy. And yes, there are terrible violations over there, women's rights and all sorts of things. But, you know, I think at this point it's wiser to let those people take care of it, you know? If, if the Afghani people want to free themselves of that yoke, right, they have to do it themselves. If the Chinese people want to free themselves of, of a dictatorship, right, which is really what China is, um, you know, you have, they have to do it themselves, Right? If the Russian people want to get rid of Putin and all these, you know, crazy leaders who are, you know, genocidal, homicidal, you know, the Russian people have to do it. Right? How many times do we have to be taught this lesson? Right? I don't know. But you're going to see a massive slaughter of Palestinian people completely out of proportion to what just happened. Right?
I mean, to some degree, when you when you are attacked and you you are trying to so-called defend yourself, you know, that's another kind of trope that they're saying. You know, we're defending ourselves. Well, same thing in America. Are we really defending ourselves? I mean, who provoked who in the first place? Right? Who 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 started the trouble? Right? Historically, you know, that attack in nine eleven was just a reaction to the overreaching power of the United States, right? And the meddling in their affairs and the rest of it. Countless and countless. I mean, America historically is going to not be seen as a positive force. I mean, we are an island. We are able to maintain a democracy by excluding everybody from it, in a sense, right? We go saying, well, we're going to create democracies in your country. We're going to do all this do-gooder stuff. And what we do is we destroy and we, we actually mostly take the side of the fascist people, whether it's Argentina or, you know, what was happening down in Central America or what, you know, and, and people just don't want to hear it, right? People don't want to see the truth. The, the, the Americans are so comfortable in their, in their imperialism that they, they, they you know, I mean, it's, 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 you know, there are direct correlations to the Roman Empire. You know, when, when you see yourself as, a, as the supreme, you know, people, um, I'm sorry, um, you're, 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 you're kind of in it for the wrong reasons, right? And that's what's happening. But Israel's going to go in there and pound the shit out of Gaza, and I, I would not be surprised if they start going into the West Bank. I think they already have attacked the West Bank. All right, well, maybe the West Bank was lobbing some, you know, bombs their way too, but now it appears that Syria is getting them before you know it. You know, this thing is going to be, you know, it's going to be a tinder, you know, it's going to be a, you know, very, very um, uncontrollable, right? It's going to be a tinderbox. And uh, people say, well, see what? That's why the Hamas is so evil. Yeah, but Hamas is not in control, right? If the Israeli government is so civilized, right, why, why are they not running the show? They have all the power. They have everything that they need to try to build a just society, right? Hamas does, is not in that position. Hamas is not even close to being in that position to be able to use their power, you know, to, to set up a just um, situation over there, you know? So if there's going to be anybody to blame for all-out war, if that should happen between Israel and other places, um... The Israeli government is the, you know, the, the conservative part of the Israeli government is going to be at fault, right? You can't, you can't fault the, the powers, that, you know, the, the entities that have no power, you know, that, that, that's just kind of silly. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't pass the, the, the test of, uh, you know, reality testing. It doesn't. So, I don't know. I mean... I really, you know, I really feel for the Palestinian people. I think they've been long suffering, and 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 the irony is that it, it's the it's the Israeli government that's doing it. the people. You know, you can't just say, well, the Israeli government, you know, is equivalent to Jewish people. But everybody in the conservative Israeli, you know, government is kind of ultra Jewish in a way, right? They're they're, you know, and and rightly so. I mean, they're trying to survive they they were traumatized themselves but the sad part is 
by being traumatized and having experienced that, they become reactionary. They haven't taken that and, you know, kind of internalized it and, and tried to turn it into something positive, right? By, by making sure that not only does it not happen to them again, but it doesn't happen to any population in the world again, right? Whether they're friends or enemies, it doesn't really matter, right? Because when you're going out there and you're killing people in an indiscriminate way and on a much more massive scale, I mean, this is going to be a bloodbath. You know, there's no way that you can escape the responsibility, true, true responsibility. Of course, the press is going to play it a certain way. And, you know, I have to say that the press is a little bit, uh, is a little bit in, um, you know, the press doesn't really necessarily report facts. The press um, reports what is expedient for it to report. Um, you know, if you look at a lot of the press coverage, it's, it's, most of it is, is pro-Israeli government, really. Um, there is some attention paid to, to pal the Palestinian point of view. But, um, you know, it's kind of like when you have a mass killing, you know, people don't want to talk about gun control the day after people are slaughtered. But um, I don't know. I'm not in that. I can, I can do two things at once. It's, it's not an either or or something, you know, and, and the very fact that they're saying, you know, you, you can't bring up gun control the day after a mass shooting tells me something about you. I mean, why are you in denial about that? Right? What is what is so wrong about the gun? Gun control is very relevant in a situation. Why wouldn't you? It'd be it would be a, 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 a complete incompetence not to bring up gun control the day after a mass shooting. You know. Well, it's the same with these kind of conflicts. You know. Okay, so the the, the people perpetrated these horrible crimes. Right. Um, doing horrible things to infants and what have you. But but that's exactly when you should start bringing up you know, who's responsible, who's, you know, over the, over the long distance, right? Not just in that very moment. You know, there have been atrocities, you know, there, there are lots of atrocities that the Israeli, you know, population, mostly at the behest of the conservative side of the government, have, have perpetrated on the Palestinian people for decades. You know, if you want to have a body count, you know, and an injury count, and a displacement account, there's no competition. The Palestinians haven't done any, have done barely anything compared to what the Israelis have done to the Palestinians, right? So you, you have to look not just at what happened, you know, this week or the, the last two weeks or the last month or the last year. You have to look at the entire history from, you know, let's say 19... You know, I don't know, 1933 until now. So that's about 90 years. And if you're gonna if you're gonna tally up things, right? I think you would find that the Palestinian people are are are, are attempting, even though they're disadvantaged in almost every way, they're attempting to come to a a reasonable solution to this. Whereas Israel is. You know they are fighting for their lives. They're in, they're an island in a sea of you know more or less adversaries politically at least, and so you can understand why they're in a, in a kind of a fight for their survival. But you know we have to have charismatic leaders. You know who are 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 um, 
brave enough, courageous enough to understand what the, the, the real reality is, right? And, and how to fix this problem. And that's what Robin tried to do. The man was very courageous, you know? I mean, he was no, you know, weak, weak, lily-livered kind of guy. I mean, this guy was a tough guy. But even he realized, you know, he, 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 all he proposed was something, you know, that was a, was, a, was a little bit, you know, of an olive branch, you know. It wasn't like a wholesale change and there weren't any, you know. But even what he was offering up um, got him killed, right? Got him assassinated, right? So, you know, this is, this is um, really tragic. I mean, essentially, it, it's really tragic. Because all this, all this, all this killing of people—it's mostly innocent people. It's all be—it's all being done because the conservative part of the Israeli government is 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 um, just extreme, right? And you can say certainly um, there are elements of the Palestinian government structure that are extreme too, and extrajudicial judicial parts that are extreme too. Um, but I would say they're extreme in reaction, right, to what has happened to them. Um, you could say, yeah, the Israeli government is is reacting to the Holocaust. Yeah, okay, but you don't punish. You know, <laughs> the uh, it's it's kind of a classic displacement thing in psychology, but on a mass level, it's like the Germans tried to eliminate us, so we will make make sure that never happens, right? But they can't go back and you know get 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 revenge on the Germans, right? So what do they do? You know, they find a, a population where it kind of makes sense, you know, that there's, there's animosity and there's, there's, there's uh, you know, kind of historical disagreements and bloodshed and all sorts of things. And we're going to take it out on them, you know, because this is like the Germans coming again. But the fact is, it's not. It's not the same situation, Right. The Jews were very much victimized, you know, genocidally by the by the German people and government and and the uh, their allies, right? And that that just came out of their culture and the and their desire to, you know, take over the world. You know, the Ubermensch and the, the whole superior race baloney, right? Um, you know, so I mean, of course that that's a horrible situation, but I think you know. Um, it's just tragic that that very same, you know, not everybody, but that a, a good portion of that population, you know, is, 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 has kind of internalized that, that pain that they, they suffered and, and is inflicting it, you know, revengefully on, on the wrong people, you know? So, you know, I, I understand because there's nobody to attack anymore. Right? There's nobody to blame. There's nobody. They're they're all gone. All the Nazis are gone. Well, not not all of them, but right. But you know, it doesn't mean that that's justification for taking it out on somebody else who, you know, is kind of reminiscent of those people. Right. But but the the the, the origin of their opposition is not coming from the same place, right? And uh, you would think. I mean, I know there are many. Israeli citizens and Jewish people all around the world who who understand, you know that, uh, you know that the the Israeli government is 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 going apeshit, um, you know just like we did after nine eleven. 
and hopefully, um, you know, this doesn't lead to all-out, all-out war, war in the region. But you know, if 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 the Palestinian people start getting slaughtered indiscriminately on a mass scale by the Israeli government, um, you know, I, I I have to say, I mean, I I could not blame other powers, um, political powers in the in the region for for trying to defend them, you know, and of course they have their own agenda, right? Um, there's probably a quite, you know, equivalent body of people in the Arab world or Palestinian world who, who would love to see the Israeli people um, completely obliterated in, 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 in a genocidal way and gotten rid of forever. You know, um, that's how it was in 19, whatever, 30, 20, 30. Right? There, there were very few people in that area that weren't Arab or Palestinian or uh, you know, of that persuasion. So um, they wanted to go back to how it was. But of course, that doesn't mean that you get in a genocidal uh, situation where you, you're going to go and slaughter people. It's not the Israeli people's fault, right, that they were placed there, um, the majority of the Israeli population. So, I mean, I, I still think there, there you know, we, we have to have a, a solution if it's not the two-state solution, we have to have some kind of solution very soon. And maybe this will be the catalyst for it. I mean, ironically, maybe this horrible, horrible slaughter will actually be the beginning of a new um, real kind of peace. But it's not going to come until it's all played out. And by the time it's played out, my God, I don't know. I fear. I fear for both sides. I fear for the Israeli people, and I, I fear for the Palestinian people. There's no reason for this to happen. There's no reason for this to happen, right? Not between the people, not between the populations. I think they could get along perfectly fine if it weren't for all the political, all the political people. But I'm not saying it's an even situation either, because one power is 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 drastically much more powerful than the other side and and those are that side is the one that's going to have to reform itself that's the reality of the situation right i mean what are the palestinian people going to do right what what more can they do <laughs> they, they can't just continue to be kicked to the curb and you know dispossessed and killed it's it's not going to happen and if you do manage to kill everybody in Gaza, there's going to be more people from all over the place, right? So it's it's just a fool's errand. It's it's never going, you know. It's it's not going to work. But I, I don't think that, you know. Obviously, the Israeli government is not in 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 that frame of mind. They never were, and they certainly will not be after what happened with the Hamas attack. So it's quite tragic. Um, you know, I'm looking at the Guardian right now, just looking at the, uh, looking at the headlines, Israel, Hamas war live, rockets fired from Syria as Israel prepares ground invasion of Gaza, tens of thousands flee northern Gaza after airstrikes, seven days of terror, the events that shook the world, Gaza, 
civilians afraid to leave home after bombing of safe routes. It's another thing. The Israeli government, the military is saying, okay, you guys get go south along these routes, and as soon as the people do that, they get bombed. Now, I don't know. Um, that seems like a war crime to me. You take people who are fleeing, you tell people to flee, and then you kill them. You know, that's insanity. That's Orwellian, right? Egypt. Aid flights land amid efforts to open safe quarters into Gaza. So Egypt is trying to help here. Um, tens of thousands rally around the world in support of Israel and, and, and Palestinians. Um, explainer, what are the roots of the Israel-Palestine conflict? If you read that, you'll pretty much see my little, you know, quick history um, laid out by somebody who's much smarter than me and much more knowledgeable about this. And if you look at just that narrative, there's no way you can't feel sympathy for the Palestinian people. It's all, it's a, it's a, it's one episode after another where the Palestinian people are, are being, are being victimized. I mean, there's, there's absolutely no mention of anybody in Israel, you know, I mean, there, yes, there are bombings and all sorts of things, but they're much more, um, they're on a smaller scale. Obviously not on a personal level for the people involved, but um, Israel-Hamas war, what we know on day eight. Families, festival goers, soldiers and foreigners, victims of the Hamas assault on Israel. Um, Israel ground offensive in Gaza faces physical and political risks for seven days. In maps, video, satellite image, I mean, the news organizations love this stuff. You know, they just, it's like a fetish, you know, they... They have all these cool tools that they can use to explain what's going on, and it's, it's all—it's kind of sick in a way. I don't know. The next stage is coming. Israel issues warning as residents flee Gaza assault. You know, let's just go on what we know on day eight. Explainer, okay. This is from the so-called Guardian staff. Thousands of Palestinians in Gaza begin fleeing their homes after Israel delivered evacuation orders. Benjamin Netanyahu vows to eradicate Hamas. Hamas, I mean. Thousands of Palestinians began fleeing their homes, moving south. Israel's military delivered sweeping evacuation orders for almost half of Gaza's 2.3 million people early on Friday ahead of an unexpected ground offensive. Oh, jeez. Um, Israeli airstrikes on convoys fleeing Gaza City killed 70 people, mostly women and children. Okay, so I don't know. Is there a difference between killing people from, you know, so many miles up in the sky um, and going in with a machete and hacking off their head? I don't know. I mean, at least one is like, you know, there's some... I don't know, direct reality to it. Uh, I don't know. It just seems easy to press a button and kill people, women and children included. I'm sure half of those people were decapitated or cut in half by the bombs, right? I mean, come on. But we never hear about that in the, in the, in the, uh, in the news, right? Um, but Netanyahu's saying this is just the beginning, right? So which means that he's going to go apeshit, right? Uh, Israeli troops carried out local raids over the past day in Gaza Strip, searching for hostages. Okay, well, that's reasonable, you know. Um, 
U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has urged Israel to take every possible precaution to avoid civilian casualties in Gaza. So even you know the U.S. Secretary of State is like scared shitless that this is going to go wrong, very wrong. Antonio Guterres said the evacuation order is extremely dangerous, is simply not possible. Of course, World Health Organization is asking vulnerable patients to evacuate hospitals. In Gaza, amounted to a death sentence. Yeah, so all these people who are on life support and stuff. Yeah, yeah, just, 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 you know, walk down the road. The other thing is they're cutting off food, you know, water, electricity. They're going to starve people to death. They're going to, you know, I mean, this is this is what people do. This is genocidal behavior, right? When you when you start doing things like that, but nobody's going to say that, right? Um, at least 1,900 Palestinians have been killed in Gaza from Israeli strikes, including 614 children and 370 women. Okay. Um, where's the outcry there? Journalists are being killed. You know, I don't know if they're being, you know, uh, targeted per se. But Meanwhile, the BBC has said its journalists were assaulted and held at gunpoint after they were stopped by Israeli police in Tel Aviv. So even if you're from a Western country, they're, they're going to, you know, the rules are kind of suspended, right? Um, the Israeli Defense Forces have denied allegations by Human Rights Watch that they've used phosphorus white phosphorus munitions. I think that's hard to deny when you have actual video of it. Um, thank God for the cell phone. Um, tens of thousands of protesters rallied across the Middle East and in parts of Asia, Europe, and the United States on Friday in support of Palestinians and condemnation of Israel. There you go. You know, what, those people are all wrong. Yeah, but they don't get a lot of press, that's for sure. Um, so anyway... I mean, I, you can go on and on about this stuff, but I don't know. To me, it's very clear when you look at it over the long range of history. If you're looking at it just on that day when Hamas went in and slaughtered people, yes, that's disgusting, despicable, beyond the pale. No, nothing like that should ever happen. Um, but I guess you could say that it was a reaction uh, to all those decades of of being mistreated. Um, and now you could say, well, what, what, what do you expect Israel to do when, 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 when Palestinians go over and start decapitating, decapitating children, do they have every right to go in there and start, you know, basically decapitating Palestinians? Well, I don't know. Um, I guess there's some logic to that, but I don't know. You don't want to become as evil as your evil enemy, right? I mean, that's kind of should be a fundamental notion. You don't want to become the very um, horrific thing that you were once a victim of. And I think that's the irony in all of this, is that uh, unfortunately the Jewish people are under the thumb of a conservative Israeli government that is that is kind of piling all Jews into the same kind of uh, boat, right? Um, but that, that is certainly not the case. I know in my case, most of the people that I know who are Jewish are, are not, you know, while, while they're shocked and stunned by what happened um, to some of their fellow citizens, they understand that in the grand scheme of things that, uh, you know, they're not just uh, blindly loyal to the Israeli government, right? I mean, 
In fact, most of the people that I know who are Jewish are actually on the Palestinian side in terms of understanding what's going on over there. And that's the way it used to be. But like America, the right wing has, 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 has taken over and they, they've usurped other groups that are vulnerable and they're, they're sucking them in as allies, right? And just piling on because they have the power. I mean, everybody loves a winner, right? You, you get paid by them. You get privileges when you, when, when you, when you take the side of the bully. But, you know, the, bully, the bullying will only last so, so long until the, the people... The good people, both Israeli and Palestinian people, and all the good people of the world, whether you're from the United States, China, UK, Iran, they're already starting to start this Iran thread, right? Is Iran in on this? And it's, you know, I saw ABC News, who I used to work for, you know, going in there and doing the hard questioning, right, of Anthony Blinken about the money that went to Iran, and is there a connection between? Is so much like the, the 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 you know kind of craziness that was happening you know when when we got Iraq involved in the war, right? That somehow Iraq had something to do with what happened to us on nine eleven. Well, right now we know that was completely false, right? And there are no weapons of mass destruction. But you know the the news you know is is in on this, right? It wants to foment um, all these all these conspiracy theories, right? I guess for ratings or for sensationalism, but shame on them. Because they're just piling on and they're setting up another situation that can go terribly wrong um, in in aggregate anyway. So there are a lot of uh, forces that are complicit in this. And uh, as the people out there who are really supposed to be in power, the government is only a representation of the people, right? We, it's, it's completely backwards, right? It's kind of like 70% of the people want this, they don't get it. 30% of the people want this, and it's kind of fascist stuff, right? People who are blind Trump supporters, the people who are, you know, but we don't want to alienate those people because we want, we want to set it straight, right? We don't want to alienate those people. We want to convince them of the reality of what's going on, not, not, you know, um, you know, demean them and call them stupid and the rest of it. I mean, I, I'm certainly guilty of that myself, you know, in, in my weaker moments where out of frustration. You know, my own mother is, uh, is a Trump supporter, you know, for all the wrong reasons. I mean, she everything that he stands for is just absolutely against what she, you know, should, should be for. So uh, she she will sacrifice her own needs in order to, you know, put her chips in with him, you know, but you, you see what's happening to him. So in, in the long run, these people are not going to be able to escape, you know, I think the basic decency, you know, I'm not a great lover of humanity. I might, I might even call myself a, a bit of a misanthrope. Um, I'm, not, I'm not very optimistic about the human race in general, just because it's been such a struggle to you know, you have to try so hard to get the good things done and the bad things just seem to happen so easily. So easy to destroy things and so hard to create things. It takes so much discipline and energy. And even when you get it, you have to be vigilant to keep it that way, right? Because we're, we're in a state where we haven't been vigilant. You know, we've gotten too comfortable, right? 
we, we, we were, we're a bit like 1930, right? Or 1920, before the war, where we just wanted to stay out of everything. We were, we were dominant. We had already, well, we weren't so dominant before the war, but um, we were comfortable. And we didn't want to, and there's a good argument for not getting involved in, in other people's business. I just made that argument myself. You know, why are we going to Afghanistan? Why are we going to? But, you know, in certain situations, I think you do have to take some action. But you better, it, it must be the most extreme situations. You know, like what happened in Europe uh, with the genocide and what happened. It's not even like we went over there for that reason. But, you know, at least that was part of it, the reasoning. And, and the Bosnian Wars, the... Uh, the atrocities that were going on over there. I mean, there was some, I think in a, in a way, there, there was some justification for that kind of, you know, police action or that kind of, you know, involvement in, in wars and bombing, that kind of thing to stop, you know, genocidal behavior. I mean, that was one of the more, uh, let's say, uh, I don't want to say reasonable, but, you know, it, it made a certain amount of sense um, geopolitically. But uh, I really do fear that we are we are on the brink of something disastrous here, um, and I just hope it doesn't end up blowing up into a into a into a bigger conflict. Um, you know, the Russian-Ukraine war um, is a big deal, and uh, I I would say I'm 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 very much uh, aligned with the the Ukrainian people in, in, uh, defending themselves. Um, the Ukrainian government is, is, is a different thing. Um, you know, there are, uh, differences to be pointed out, but by and large, they're in a defensive position. So I, 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 I support their effort, right? I mean, if someone came here to America and tried to take over, I, I think I would probably be forced to, um, to participate and resist that, um, you know, if it were, you know, it, it's usually not a beneficial thing that people are coming here, right? <laughs> They're usually trying to take over and tell you how to do things, right? Well, um, I don't know. I think most Americans would have a reaction to that. So I, I would, I would, I guess I would plead with Americans, um, in particular, to try and see it from the point of view of a Palestinian. Try to see your Try to see it by analogy, right? Um, what would you do if another country came in and wanted to take over? Would you just say, okay? I don't think so. So, um, and this is an America where we, we have a lot of strength and power, right? So I think you could be even more sympathetic to a, a group of people who are, who, who are, you know, more powerless and powerful, right? We should we should not side with the bully, um, no matter how unjustly they've been attacked. Uh, at this moment or that moment, you got to look at the whole the whole thing, and, and and I guess that's part of the problem here is is that Americans um, we we don't you know we're too busy looking at TikTok and you know having fun and worrying about what to wear and who to hang out with and all that kind of silly stuff and not, not really studying our history. And, um, you know, I think that's part of the plan, right? I mean, kind of Chomsky and, uh, manufacturing, um, 
whatever he's called, you know, you know the, the famous documentary. It's kind of a, there's a mind control element to this. You know, it's a kind of a, a, a brave new world approach, right? You know, uh, make the people so happy that they, they, you, they don't notice when you're doing things that are underhanded or um, because you've, you've managed to, you know, kind of re-educate or de-educate in a way, you've managed to gaslight and, um, and uh, propagandize so much that, uh, you know, it's hard for people to stand up. It's very hard for people to publicly say. You know, um, I, I'm sympathetic to the uh, Palestinian people, right? I mean, like Roger Waters. I mean, you know, he's being demonized. And there was some question, I guess, recently where in private conversations, he said some pretty anti-Semitic things. But I don't, I don't think Roger Waters is, is an anti-Semitic person. I think he has a problem with the, with the Israeli government. And uh, he expresses that partly through what he says, but partly through his art. And people are construing, you know, the characters in his, in his, in his productions, you know, like somehow that he's condoning, you know, these characters that are reminiscent of Nazis, right? But no, in a story, you've got to have the bad guys, right? Uh, he's not saying you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be allying with the, with the bad guys in the story, you know? I mean, have we got to the point where you can't write a story and have bad guys in it, you know? Um, and not have it misconstrued um, as because it's in your story, you're in agreement with them. I don't think that's what the wall is about, right? The wall is very much, uh, if anything, it's it's if if you were to kind of you know, I, I don't know what his intentions or Pink Floyd's intentions or you know, I don't know what their thing is, but but it was obviously an anti-fascist type of of production, right? And he was on the side of the little guy, right? And so I don't think any of his positions have have deviated from that. And, you know, you have some of his ex-band, you know, Dave Gilmore's girlfriends calling him horrible and anti-Semitic. And the whole thing is so sad because that's all about ego and artistic, you know. <laughs> you know, it's just so frivolous in a way um, that they're arguing about these world events, you know, based on their own egos about who, who's the true artist in the band or whatever. I mean, it's so silly and narcissistic, but, um, anyway, it's kind of silly to get involved on that angle, but, uh, I'm going to stop right here. I think I've kind of exhausted what I had to say. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of it is just common sense. Um, I just hope it gets worked out. I hope it gets, I hope the people, the will of the people, the good, the goodwill, the neighbor, neighborliness, the, the empathy, the, all these old fashioned ideas that are so slippery, you know, end up winning the day, you know, if not just, you know, we're sick and tired. We're sick and tired of fighting. Let's put, let's just put the things down. Let's just put it, let's put the weapons down and get on with life, Right. I mean, I think that's what ultimately happens in Ireland, South Africa, other places. People are just, just sick of it, you know. They, they, they probably still believe very deeply what they believe, but it's not worth it anymore, you know. Just like arguing with people, you know, with Trump, Trump people, you know. At a certain point, you, there's no point in arguing anymore, right? And even they get sick of it, you know. It's like, let's just have dinner, okay? That's what we're here for. We're not here to argue about politics endlessly, right? 
Not to say that it's not relevant, but and complex. Complicated, I guess, is what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, we, we have to get down to the basics here, you know, and have our moral and ethical guidance rule the day, not people's selfish motives, right? And, of course, with with the Israeli people and the Jewish people, it's not selfish, of course, to want to survive. They are still victims of massive amounts of prejudice, right? But we ha we have to separate, you know, the, the various um, elements of this, right? Um, and uh, really get to the core of what's going on. So anyway, with that being said, um, I'd love to hear what people have to say. Um, I'm not excited about people saying, well, but... What you've just said is just completely anti-Semitic, but I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of it. Anyway, um, yeah, everybody has to disentangle that, too. Um, so, easy to sling mud, but uh, not so easy to try and think with a certain amount of clarity, especially if you're aligned with either side. It is hard to see. That's understandable. That's human nature. Um but just like in mass killings, you know, with the with with guns, you know, yes, if someone kills a family member, well, I mean, it it makes you want to get revenge. But um, ultimately, it's the people who try to work around that revengeful feeling that end up in a sane place in the end, psychologically. I think um, it's the people who hold on to it who typically do not do well. And that's sad, and it's and they have been victimized, there's no question, but, uh, and it is hard when you're the victim to kind of be the bigger person, right? Um, but I think in this case, uh, you know, this is the only way we make progress. Um, we have to do it, our leaders have to do it, but uh, as people, we have to do it. We have to be courageous, right? So anyway, Y'all have a good day, and let's uh, let's hope that uh, things don't go as as bad as I feel like it's going to go. Uh, we'll see in the next couple of weeks. Anyway, take care.